0: Let's hurry up and finish recording this podcast so I can get back to watching The Venture Brothers. (laughs) Going off with R.C. and Muse, did you happen to catch the SNL skit? No. Uh, where Jim Carrey was playing as Biden?
1: No, I can't bring myself to watch a second of saturday night live can't do it
0: exactly see you know i was right there with you like i was like i don't want to fucking whatever but then they're like jim carrey and i was like (laughs) jim carrey The (laughs) like actually got a couple of legit laughs out of me and it was like genuine like good impression i was like oh damn he actually like hmm because it's interesting. I guess just, like, in general, it's not like Jim Carrey's always been, like, the perfect guy in comedy. He's always been way too over the top. So yeah. now, as an old man who has to slow down, it's like, this actually works. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should probably have just been a cast member on this as an old man and so that you would be calmed down and we could just enjoy, you know, the best of your skits. It's like it's like with Robin Williams, uh, except the opposite, where it's just like, oh, you... Sl- well, no, Robin Williams never slowed down, actually. <laughs> yeah, because I remember the comedy especially did in the 2000s on 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 broadway you saw that one right yeah and i was just like wow this is just as manic as i uh, It probably even more so like i'm 10 and i can't follow what's happening there's a point where uh jim carrey as biden goes like makes a uh, quite the insinuation as to like oh man wouldn't it be nice if, you know, uh, the person who's been making things hard for everyone was taught a lesson about uh, this virus? Like, some sort of wording where it's like, he didn't say that he hopes that he gets coronavirus. But, uh... and so, like, before this skit had, like, came on, they were like, you know, um, we put this, like, they had, like, a specific warning. Like, hey, you know, we put this up because we felt, you know, we had to put it up and be honest. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm thinking... <laughs> What offensive thing is SNL That said. is so funny. <laughs> Holy shit. So just to have that moment of, oh, <laughs> like, like that was like just valuable in and of itself in the fact that I didn't know, like, I hadn't seen the skit before seeing it after, like, you know, Trump had already gotten it. You know what I mean? And it was like three days later, I think, when he had gotten it. So And I had seen the skit like
1: four days later. <laughs> yeah, I wonder when they filmed that because it came out like Friday that he had it. Yeah. So, they were like, oh, well, I mean, we can't just not run it now, uh, you're right? Right! <laughs> it's like,
0: ooh, accident- Accidentally controversial, just the way I like my SNL. <laughs> oh yeah, because you know damn well
1: they're not gonna try, specifically. Exactly. Exactly. Any bit of controversy or, or comedy, for the most part, uh, is accidental finding
0: out that like yeah not only is like oh yeah trump's got it and all these other people like it's riddled all throughout his campaign having it now like we're finding out and it's just like wow whoa wait a minute you guys actually buy your own con like you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just really having that mask, oh, pardon the expression, mask off moment of like, wait, you actually weren't wearing, well, this whole time, like, cause you know you usually assume, you know, whenever there's these type of dystopian movies, you know, it's like, oh, uh, the, the purge for thee, but not for me, you know what I mean? It's like, oh
1: yeah, Yeah,
0: like, oh you guys can do all that mask off shit, but seriously get, get the peasants to do my groceries and I'm not actually going outside. Oh my god, I'm not sure how much material we're gonna have for the first album we're looking at today. Hey, <laughs> it's okay.
1: The, this fucking album, this podcast doesn't need to be that long. Um, yeah, gonads, gonads. All right, so all up in your face. We've got two album requests. Gonads. <laughs> this week. <laughs> And we're gonna start with a. F- we're gonna lower them.
0: <laughs> we're
1: gonna start lower one, and then the other. <laughs> God damn it! One's a little droopier than the other, so that one's gotta come Ah, oh, come on now. <laughs> we gotta start with a fan favorite, the independently produced album, and this time we've got Constructivist with Best Plenty. No, they're Swedish. Are they Swedish? I was looking up on, uh... Well, it's, uh, they were speaking Russian during one of the songs, so... Yeah, oh, well... I, I couldn't tell. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say this, okay? So this wasn't very good, but... During the parts where they are rapping in Russian... It almost works for me. In a sense that I honestly think... That this really does come down to... Translation issues and mm. issues where maybe rapping in your own, in your first language might not work the same flow-wise, and it's really hard to adjust. I can imagine that would be the case. That's very hard to flip that switch, and, okay, now i got to make that sound good in English.
0: I'm going to disagree with you. I, I think this is pretty bad from top to bottom, uh, regardless of... Wait,
1: hold on a second. Just a second. See, I saw Promise uh at points. And I will say, whoever did the production on here, I really liked uh most of the the instrumentals. The first two tracks had really good instrumentals, although they don't I don't know if they work in this context. Sorry,
0: goddammit, I, I had to kill Spider.
1: Oh. <laughs> See, like I think they were like more like nineties. Almost Eurobeat type beats, and I appreciate that in its own way, but I don't know if rapping on top of it, I don't know if it's the right genre of an instrumental for what they were going for, so it just kind of sounded a bit clunky.
0: I want to say, I love you, I appreciate the donation, but if you're paying for... You know, if you're paying me for this, man, I'm gonna be honest with you, this is awful, like, atrocious to listen to. Now, now look. Even, even in terms of, like, oh, the sound quality, no, 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 I can give an artist that. I can be, like, oh, you know, and, like, you know, oh, yeah, it's not language, like, yeah, I can give you that. But, like, no, never have I gotten such an immediate dip in being able to enjoy a song. And it happened every time the track started. It would just be, like oh, well, maybe the uh, no, I can't even get anything out of this. Okay. And he's just rapping about nothing.
1: Now, I don't remember you being nearly, nearly, and I'm not trying to pit people against each other here, but I don't remember you being nearly this hateful against Young Seagull. And I, I thought this was better than Young Seagull.
0: <laughs> Honestly, no. Wow. <laughs> this is worse. That I, I could at least mm-hmm. listen to. At, at, like, no. at some point during some of those tracks, I could listen and be like, Oh, he's going for some sort of cryptic... Okay, I can start... With this, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. There's one track where they say, F- uh, fuck Ben Shapiro and fuck Jordan Peterson. And yeah, I that's like,
1: bullshit on Parade, yeah.
0: And, like, but it's not even worth listening to it for that, because, like... The instrumental just sounds like such a podunk version of the, you know, the track that it's referencing. I did
1: think that was a bit cringy, especially if it's an EP on SoundCloud. You might as well just sample the damn thing. Yeah, if you're if it's gonna be this cheap, yeah, you might as well just use the actual beat. I know this is a reference few will get. But in the 90s, WCW, sometimes they would rework already existing songs to be entrance themes for people by just mm-hmm. like changing a couple notes. Like, hey, it sound, sounds like, smells like Teen Spirit, but a couple of notes are reversed.
0: Self so high
1: five. I'll see, I'm not disagreeing that this was uh, poorly done. I will absolutely agree that there are definitely uh, shortcomings. I'll say that. But I at least saw a promise here. In Run Ooh. From The Boss, I thought that I was not a fan of the, and I will say this, not at all a fan of the really all-up-on-the-microphone, low-talking flow on that one. I could do without that, where it's almost like you're, Maybe try not to let the boss hear. I would say the worst track on here would be uh, Tinder Small Talk. There's a few different folks on there, and it makes it that much harder to follow because no one's on the same page. And then I'm getting very small, incomplete thoughts, and then I'm on to the next one. And it's like, all right, I don't know what that last guy was saying, and now I'm on to someone else. See, I- I'm not sure how many dudes were even dealing with here at least two maybe three i don't know
0: for me as i'm listening to it i just i, I thought of like other rappers who are like independent and you know they're foreign rappers right and so they're rapping with an accent and lots of people immediately dismiss them and part of it is because you know there's that assumption that foreign artists are like amateur hour because they're just trying to imitate you know american artists and like barely even mastering like you know basic flows and this just sounds like euro trash that You know what I mean? Like, it just sounds like a bunch of Euro-trash white boys fucking around on Fruity Loops. And, oh, if it came out, oh, you know what? Like, and so I'm of two minds. I was thinking, like, um, like, is this a joke? Because if it is, it's just not that funny, and it's not trying hard enough to be ridiculous, and if it is being taken seriously, oh my god, do you have to go back to the drawing board on this shit? Like, because I'm just not invested in anything he's doing in these songs. Like, with the type of songs that he's doing, it feels like it's like, oh, it's more of the cryptic lyricism that I'm going for, but, like, I'm not able to follow anything that you're freaking saying, and it sounds like nothing, and it's just like, okay, you've gotta take some more time to make me feel what you're doing and lay out the flow, because it's like, it's like, do you want to listen to this? Do you want to listen back to you garbling and tripping over your flows?
1: This like That's the biggest issue I have, is the flow. I know you're gonna disagree with me on this. I think it would've made a marginable difference if it was structured out better. I think that's its biggest deterrent, honestly. I didn't have a problem following what they were saying, the beat was just hard to follow, the flow was hard to follow. I mean, I just want to quote this one bit, because they were nice enough to give me the lyrics on, on SoundCloud, so I was actually able to read along to this. Top hat in public, bottom in private. I didn't mind that line, I thought that was pretty clever. Tired of the repetition of algorithms. Guess I'll take a drink and try my luck like a man out of prison. Drink till I'm gone and party until the sun and crying I'm done and partying until I'm not num- like that like okay, whoa Why did that go on? So like you know what I'm saying? Like you had an alright flow going there and then just that one part like Crammed in there like whoa. All right. I think that's the biggest problem is the flow Like it's trying to impress me,
0: but it's so following over itself that like i'm clearly not impressed you know like i'm
1: going to say this it sounds like they wrote the lyrics before they had beats in mind
0: oh that definitely because sounds like it cuz yeah. it
1: sounds like you're trying to put what you had written down mm-hmm. and then it's like nah this doesn't fit but you only have I do four so beats. Many rappers that were like yeah so got to make it work if it's not going to work on track 1 you got to put it on track 4 it's one of those <laughs> and I feel like I say this every week, but almost all four of these tracks are essentially finished by minute one and a half. Yeah. And then they go on for another two minutes of. Another minute and a half at least. Nothing. Yeah, minute and a half to two minutes of just. The beat that I thought sounded okay, but I don't need to hear it
0: this long. Yeah, every song wears out its welcome. <laughs> like, and there's only four.
1: Yeah. Are, are, are you saying that's plenty? Four is plenty?
0: <laughs> More than enough. Oh. It's a plethora in this case. Oh,
1: no. Overflowing, my cup runneth over. I gave this a one and a half.
0: I gave it a zero. Zero.
1: No love. (laughs) Absolutely no love. I'm not trying to pit them against each other, but damn, like, after hearing Young Seagull, I can't. I can't in good faith believe and agree with you that this
0: is worse. I see some sort of potential and the Young Seagull got to to flip into some cannibal ox type of shit with what he's Eh. doing. You know what I'm saying? With this, I'm just like, I just don't know what's happening and don't care you know, like i'm just not yeah. able to even invest myself and so this is like you know what i mean like i can't even muster up that from this
1: cool i imagine that this is gonna be a trend us disagreeing let's head on to <laughs> our second oh. album uh-oh <laughs> let's see what happens you get a little spicy sign oh the times by prince Woo! requested by uh i b x c v yes thank
0: you so much for your request mm. yo I'm gonna kick it over to you my man yeah what did you think of your boys times? album, let me know what you
1: lay it on me (laughs) I'm gonna say this, if I think my opinion on this album would have been affected a little bit if I hadn't had read that people consider this to be his best album, that people consider Mm. this to be one of the best albums of the 80s one of the best albums of the genre, because no, fuck (gasps) no absolutely no this is overrated as hell Okay. Clutch
0: the pearls,
1: Muse! Say it ain't so! Uh, Take off the gloves! This album was (laughs) alright at best. I don't Uh understand how anyone can find any enjoyment out of this Camille (laughs) character he's trying to put on. I read up on this album a little bit here. Camille? Wait, what? Camille? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, what's Okay. History lesson time. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. So, this is the first album Prince put out after disbanding the revolution. And maybe I'm a little salty about this, but I read a little story a while ago. Is this going to be like American Idiot all over again? Where... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's that
0: where I'm like coming is like man, you know I, I had like for me I hadn't really listened to as much Prince when it came down on the Prince MJ Divide I was on the MJ side my, my mom was just raising that so like I heard the singles but like I never really listened to like a full album Prince was like one of those mainstream guys that you knew was good but yeah. you just knew he was good so there was just no question you know what I mean right. like so this was, like, my first time, I do believe, like, hearing, like, sitting down and listening to a full album.
1: I've listened to a few, actually. Um, since, since he passed away, I was inspired. Well, we
0: listened to the Prince album, the latest one he
1: did, um, um, the Artificial
0: Intelligence one. We did review one of those, yeah. And I loved that album, I and mean, I remember thinking, like, oh, man, this- this is this guy- 20 years, at least 20 to 30 years past what would be considered to be his prime, still knocking it absolutely out of the park with this shit. <laughs> I did kind of feel like as listening to this, I was just like, wow, and this was his best in the 80s? And the stuff he did later still sounds better than... <laughs>
1: like, oh my god, he just only got better? Jesus! Not just <laughs> like- best in the 80s, let me reiterate. People consider this to be his best, period. Period. Of his entire mm. discography. This is the best one. So, history goes, Prince invites Wendy and Lisa, two uh, female members of the revolution, over for dinner. It's- okay, I'm him-
0: imagining the crushed velvet and oh, all that good stuff. Oh, sits them down,
1: they're talking, they're chatting, have a- having a great night. All right, ladies, that was a real fun time. You know, we I hope we get to see each other again sometime. Oh, by the way, you're out of the band. Oh, Prince is a fucking dick.
0: What the fuck? You gonna know, invite him over and give him lobsters and scampi and all that shit, and they'd be like, "Oh, BTW, uh,
1: peace." So the revolution is no more. R.I.P. The revolution's over. Prince decides, okay, I'm going to release an album that I'm not gonna say is me. I'm not gonna put my name on it. I'm going to do it as this alter ego. Camille, a female artist, where it's basically me, and I'm just going to pitch my voice up a little bit higher than usual, and I'm going to put this album out and see how it goes. Wonder Brothers is like, no the fuck we're not. We're not putting an album out that doesn't have your name on it because it's not going to sell. Okay, fine. (laughs) How about this? I had another idea where it was a double-disc album of songs I did with the Revolution... But I also put that Camille album on there also and sell it as a triple album. Wonder Brothers is like, again, <laughs> fucking no okay, way. I, I just want to say, like, Prince is like, it's so funny
0: to see, it's like, Prince, you're being, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, righteous, you know, artists, you know, like, he, we should be believing in everything he does because arts, artists should be allowed to do whatever they want. But as soon as you get into the weeds of it, it does gotta be like... Alright, Prince, man, come on, like... (laughs) What the fuck do you expect? So, (laughs) they're like... like, What do you expect? (laughs) So, again, they're like,
1: no way, no one's gonna buy a triple (laughs) disc set, we're not doing that. So he's like, okay, fine. How about I take some songs I had laid out for my follow-up album, take a couple of those songs from the Camille session... Squeeze those in there take one or two songs from the revolution days put them in there sell it as a double disc There we have sign O the times now Camille Camille Schlamazel Comes up on this album a couple times and is by far my least favorite aspect of this album The Camille voice can be heard on such tracks such as housequake Oh, shut up already.
0: Damn. As I listened to this album, I remember someone describing to me like this album is like a house party and each different room is like a different room of funk. Oh, every song is
1: a different room. Yeah.
0: And so you know you're hearing the party of what's happening in the last one, and and so like when I was in that ma- mindset, that actually oddly enough made Housequake my favorite one. Wow! Like originally it yeah like I didn't like the harshness of his voice because I like Prince's voice normally, and I like when it's just him singing, and it's like oh yeah you can hear the full richness and how he contorts his voice normally. So when I heard a song like this like out in the wild, it's just like no why is he doing that? I don't like this. But then to hear like to hear that it's interrupting what's happening to. Forward, be like, shut up already. <laughs> you know, like, it felt like the sort of um, um, what's the name of that character from fucking the fifth element, the Chris Tucker yeah. type of character. It's, it's like, like really yeah, wrong. he's annoying, but you're not gonna forget about him, you know what I'm
1: saying? Like... I thought Prince trying to rap on this track was, for me, really embarrassing and annoying. I couldn't Honestly- fuck with this song <laughs> at all. It's my second <laughs> least favorite song in the whole album. It would've been... It would have been my lowest-rated song on the album if it wasn't for, you guessed it, the other Camille track, If I Was Your Girlfriend, worst track on the fucking album. Get this out of here. Let's have a conversation. How can anyone (laughs) earnestly enjoy If I Was Your Girlfriend? This song is so fucking annoying. Get it out of here. What is happening
0: on this song? What is happening? Just by the time like, okay. he's like,
1: Please! <laughs>
0: Stop. No no no, 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 no. No, no, I actually enjoy that. No. I enjoy that. Nah. I enjoyed that for how weird it is. Ugh. Again, like, Prince is this guy like, as I'm listening to this album, again, when I catch these songs out in the wild, they don't hit me the right way, but when it's like, welcome to the weird world of Prince, Ugh. now you're in this weird land, and this was hitting me in a weird way, but this was one of those songs where it was pushing to the limit my ability to enjoy what was happening because there was just too much incoherence. Because, like, as I listen to these songs, like, I get white people like Prince. There's just something so weirdly alluring about how he's writing these songs. And I was like, "Yes." wait, 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 let me finish. Let me finish, though, because it's like, normally, there's a way that is alluring to how he writes his songs. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it just feels so, like, incomplete and confusing where it's just like, Wait. If I was your girlfriend, would you remember to tell me all the things you forgot when I was your man? I'm like, oh, oh, I think, okay, I think I see what he's getting going for here, right? And he's like, you know, men and women, they just don't communicate, you know, and, you know, okay. It's like, would you let me dress you? I mean, would you help, you help help you pick out your clothes before we go out? And I'm thinking like, oh okay, maybe there's, like, challenging, you know, gender norms, you know, and it was like, oh, not that you're helpless, but, you know, sometimes that's just what being in love is about. So, you know, let me pick your clothes. Just let me be the one who picks your clothes. And it's just like, what? Oh. Huh? Like, is this how he's being? This is such a weird way to be possessive, but you're not sure if that's what's happening because you think it's supposed to be challenging, but it's
1: yeah. Like,
0: it, I, what? Like, you just don't know what feeling you're supposed to get,
1: especially in the lens that he is supposed to be singing it as this female character.
0: Oh now I'm even more confused. It's so it's supposed to be a girl singing. If I was your. <laughs> That just muddles it, because, yeah. because you typically expect, oh, hey, I'm a guy singing If I Was Your Girlfriend, oh, you know, girls have girlfriends, yeah, yeah. That's what I but, thought, yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm so even more confused. And, because and, I remember TLC did a, like, remix song of this, and oh, I remember yeah. enjoying that one so much more, because it's just so much more directly coherent with what it's talking about, you know what yeah. I mean? Because <laughs> I'm just like, wait... What? <laughs> like, I, is he supposed to be bad? Is this just, uh, we don't understand? I just don't know. So, yeah, th- that's the one where it, it works the least, and the sense on this just sound
1: so, like, podunked. Yeah, okay. I wanted to address that, too. <laughs> Starting right off the bat with sign O the times, I immediately said out loud... I miss the revolution,
0: because holy shit. Oh, the way it's so stripped down, yeah, yeah. Prince
1: fell in love with this drum machine, and it is all over this album, and it sounds hmm. so cheap. You, you know what it is? I think in, in 87,
0: it probably sounded cooler at the time.
1: I don't know, man. Synth by 87 had went past that. Maybe not an r and B. I don't know.
0: Well, I, I'll say this. As someone who just did... You know, we just did... Uh, on my Twitch, we, we go through the Billboard Top 100 songs. And I just got through all of the 80s. And I couldn't say this with absolute clarity. That this album that I am listening to... Is the best the '80s had to offer? Because, <laughs> like, as a, at least as far as the top forty is concerned, let me let me clarify. As far as the top forty is concerned, because you know when you get below the top forty and the stuff that didn't, like, yeah, of course, there's stuff that's like you know way bigger and challenging. But as far as top one hundred, shit was so boring and sleepy, and like, and this this plastic drum shit that was still everywhere. Like, going into '90 90, '91, it got even worse, dude. Like, we're, I, we're going Going through right now, and it's just like like we had forgotten the depths to which this plastic shit had gotten to the point where, like, as I'm listening to this, I was like. Oh my God. This, like, actually sounded clear. Like, this sounded fucking revolu- I'm gonna say fucking revolutionary compared to the boring, the boring shit that was on the radio at the time. In fact, uh, there was one track in particular, Play in the Sunshine, which I was listening to. Like, and, and, and this is what I think. It's like, it's like, I'm enjoying these songs as they were. And then when I put it in the context of, like, again, as we were going through the 80s list and listening on the, on the Twitch stream, it was like, so many 80s songs were trying to sound like the 60s and 50s, and it would just be like, No, that's not it. You're just like doing a cheap imitation. And this sound like so sounded like it was breathing new life into that. It was like, oh yeah, we're going with the sixties, but ah, fuck that! I'm gonna give me a little fucking rocking guitar solo. Give me some of that, motherfucker. You know what I mean? And he's like cussing and like rapping and talking in certain like he's using certain affectations in such a weirdly modern way that sounds like like there were certain times where I was just like, holy shit, this sounds like Andre Three Thousand, but better than the Love Below. Like what the fuck? Like this sounds like, and you know, granted, Love Below was Andre doing something experimental where it wasn't. Him. Him at his best but like it's just crazy to think like wow Andre 3000 inspired me with what he was doing and like this sounds like oh yeah no now I understand why this people would consider Andre that album to be the chief imitation of this because holy shit he sounds so fucking smooth and cool on some of these albums where he like slips in a little rapping you know Housequake all right I'll give you that one but like later on on one of these uh, on one of these tracks he just like slips into a rap real quick where it was just like Whoa! What year was this? Because this sounded cooler than fucking other ra- rappers rapping it. And then I was like, "1987." I think it's gonna be a beautiful night. Is it that one?
1: Oh, yeah the uh, the live
0: track. Yeah, because he, like, he's, like, playing around, and, of course, like, he's being the, like, there's elements of him, like, you know, uh, uh, doing, like, the James Brown, like, oh, we're going to get you live and do some real shit, you know what I mean, like, to give you that real energy of it, and then there's time where he just, like, slips in, like, oh, he's just, like, sort of, like, talking real fast but on the beat, but, like, trying to be smooth with it, and, like, it just comes out like a really smooth, like, mini rap in, in the level that, like, okay, We're now going into 1989, 1990 uh, on my Twitch stream, right? So now we're being introduced to all of the... um, There was a lot more uh, uh, New Jack Swing rapping than I was expecting. Uh, A lot more Bobby Brown rapping. A lot more uh, uh, Milli Vanilli rapping
1: than I remembered. It's tied for my favorite uh, song in the album. And surprise, surprise... This song was recorded live with, you guessed them, The Revolution. Oh, no. Oh, that makes it feel sunny. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> oh, fuck off. Listen to how fun the energy on that song. <laughs> oh, everyone coming together. Don't you wish there was more of that energy throughout don't, the album? Don't you wish that you could be a part of this
0: uh, new age uh, parliament funkadelic level shit that's going on? You know, this isn't your dad's uh, funk music. We're bringing it into the 80s, you know, with my
1: band, you know? <laughs> When, when, when they do actually break into the fucking guitar solos, just giving me some type of respite from that drum machine, anything different is like, ooh, that is why the other song tied with, um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a wonderful night or beautiful night would be my other favorite track, Hot Thing. Cause God damn, Hot Thing. The instrumental is sick. It's got that fuzzy bass and guitar riffs. It's such a this is the single. (laughs) I'm a real big fan of when Prince screams, not not in the Camille voice, but just like that, ah, voice, you know the one. There was one time where it was like, okay, that's,
0: that's sad. It's scraping a little bit. Nah, I like that.
1: <laughs> I like when you can hear his voice kind of strain. Like, you can hear he's really trying. On It was where it was perfect. You know, where he's just like,
0: hey! Like, it sounds like his voice is literally, like, about to break off. That was fucking like, dope.
1: Yeah. Yeah, was good.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, hot thing. I love the lyric, hot thing. Barely twenty-one. I was like, wow. You know, like it's almost kind of conservative for (laughs) for a rock star. Uh, Ooh, clutch the pearls. Barely able to drink, (laughs) but can still vote. You know, I mean, you know, (laughs)
1: let's not go crazy here. (laughs) So, oh, I I see what you did there. So, (laughs) another track I would have liked a lot better. If it wasn't for ya girl Camille showing up, and I didn't even realize the fucking big hit with Sheila E. You got the look, and here comes Camille. Why yeah, that one was, does she have to okay. be on this song too? Because if it was just Sheila E, would have been fucking dope. There was such a dope guitar solo at the end too, it had so much going for it. I was just like, oh 80s, you're so
0: horny, but... Oddly edited at some points. Like he's like, it's like, oh, you've got the look. You showed up, do be cooking in my book. Your face is jamming. Your body's hecka slamming. <laughs> yeah, hecka slamming. I like that. And then if love is good, let's get to ramen. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, you went from <laughs> hecka slamming to let's get to ramen. Like whoa. <laughs> Prince, you got to go to horny jail. What are you doing? <laughs> what is the limit exactly on what you can say?
1: I love the fucking zero to sixty. Not giving a fuck. Um, something else I wanted to bring up on playing the Sunshine, this delirious light track. There is a very familiar voice, and I heard someone singing in the background. I was like, huh. That sounds like Wendy from the Revolution. Who who is that? Oh, it's Susanna? Wendy's twin? prince what are you doing i'm gonna kick wendy out the group and then i'm gonna have her twin that sounds exactly like her to sing on this track you prick susanna shows up on three other tracks prince if you were just gonna do
0: that just keep wendy around you fuck. that that is quite baffling uh i will say okay on side of the times right yeah um to, Uh. to, to your point of saying that yeah it's so stripped down Again, initially, that's what I didn't enjoy. Uh, Like, that's what I didn't enjoy about the track. Like, when I heard it In the Wild. I guess it's just because of the lyrics and how they just caught me off guard and especially with, like, how he used the offbeatness of the flow of what he was saying. My sister killed her baby because she couldn't afford to feed it and we're sending people to the moon. Like, wow, that's quite, quite a contrast to bring up. Like, I think that's the first, like, one of the first lyrics. And then it's like, In September, my cousin tried reefer for the very first time. Now he's doing horse. It's June. It's June. And like the way, like it's so offbeat. Like, cause you you kind of forget what the rhyme was supposed to be. Like. Wait, yeah. It wasn't he supposed to arrive? It's June. <laughs> like, oh shit. Oh, damn, man. shit's es- <laughs> All right, I get what you're saying. It's escalating really quick. Like, it did such a good job of painting that picture. You know what I mean? Well, I was specifically also wanted to bring up the, the the like the rocket ships exploding, and wasn't that around the time the Challenger had happened? Um, like
1: around?
0: Yeah, you might be right. So it was just one of those things where it's just like, oh, this man is not playing with this fucking album. But then you get the next song where it's just like. Oh come on! Let's light it up uh, Let me show you what I do. Oh, we're in the '80s, right? We're doing that. It, we're doing that. Uh, flashback to the '60s shit. Okay, but watch how I do it though.
1: The fucking seriousness really does just start and end with the first track. Really, like it doesn't really come back. Uh too much, especially with tracks like Starfish and Coffee. I,
0: I I this this is how I feel though. Again, like remember what I was saying, like it, it, i I got that feeling of like we're just going to such different places. That yeah. it's just like songs didn't feel like it was just like, here's just a happy song, and here's just a sad song. It would be like, there's a certain color to this song and like yeah, the very first song is starkly like Dark. The ne- very next song is starkly sunshiny and happy. And then it takes you on all these different places where, like, the very next song is like, Shut up with that dumb shit you was just doing. Anyway, you know, his <laughs> fun like, and I fucking enjoyed little moments where he was just like, Anybody know about the quake? And they're like, Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's not even that there's jokes, but there's just timing that endears you to the character. There was one part that legit caught me off guard where he just is like, it sounds like he was caught off guard. He goes, like, Whoa, what was that? And then you get the people go, Aftershock. <laughs> and it's like, but it just worked so well in a way where it just like, it actually sounded like, like you heard a little boom, 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 boom And he goes, like What was that? Aftershock. <laughs> like, like he was actually like, What, what was that? <laughs> I really do think that's what, the power of sequencing, you know what I mean? And, and being brought into an experience. Then there's the Ballad of Dorothy Parker, which has like, an interesting story, but kind of loses me halfway through. Yeah. You know, he's this real cool guy. He's like, oh, man. You know, I'm, I'm getting a fruit cocktail. I ain't too hungry. And she's like, ooh, you're not afraid to do something that would I guess <laughs> be considered, you know, effeminate. So you're a cool guy. I'd, I'd definitely like to talk to you. And is this the appeal, right? Is it is that sort of like because in the song, you know, he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm this, you know, sort of non-threatening guy, and I won't push beyond my boundaries because I got a little thing going on. So I'm going to keep my jeans on when I get get into the bathtub with you for some fucking reason. Um, but, you know, it's supposed to show, like, his restraint. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's willing to be with her in this intimate moment, but he's guaranteeing he's not going beyond a certain level.
1: There are some tracks where I think Prince adds a lot to the track by merely being Prince. But Like, Ballad of Dorothy Parker. I think he makes that song. Yeah, you couldn't not be Prince and sing that song. <laughs> but I think there's other songs on here that if just anyone put them out, I don't think anyone would have cared. Specifically citing songs like Starfish and Coffee, which is okay, but certainly doesn't knock it out of the park. I'm listening
0: to this and I'm expecting an 80s album full of love songs, right? And so to get something that was so different, like, again, it just kept, like, it opened another door I wasn't expecting you know what I mean where it's just like oh we already got the love song okay where else are we gonna go oh now we're going into this room of like bubbles and rainbows and shit like you know it was just like you caught me off guard again prince you know like
1: what the fuck but <laughs> yeah. w- with the fucking like listening to this song though like, the lyrics <laughs> when I say fine and then I go to wikipedia and I see across the board every publication is given a 5 out of 5 like I don't see it when i'm thinking about songs like starfish and coffee or other songs i was lukewarm on like uh forever in my life strange relationship i can never take the place of your man these songs are not five star songs i i'd actually just
0: again yeah, <laughs> it does go a little on too long at why the end. is it six and a half minutes the melody of that and the synth on that was so fucking smooth and mm. perfect that i was just like because i'd actually like the song before that strange relationship was one where i was just like Huh, okay, expressing these weirdly complex emotions. It's one of those songs where it's just like, you know, uh, I feel like at the time people would be like, oh, you know, to make a song about, like, a bad relationship, you're romanticizing it, right? But, like, there's something about this that he makes it so weirdly complex that it's too cryptic to feel like it's glorifying it, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, So it brings you in in that interesting way. And now, to the end of that, I was, like, just listening just to hear where it went on Strange Relationship. With I can't take the place of your man, I felt like that amped it up and added the melody and everything that, like, was like, even if I don't know what's happening, I enjoy this so much and it's so fucking cool and smooth. Going back to Starfish and Coffee, though, I thought this was interesting. Like, I'm just, like, listening to it and how, you know, every other song sounds like this hard plastic synth, you know, and this one sounds, like, very soft, and I'm like... The fuck's going on? you know, and so it just caught me off like just by that, right? And you know, I was like, okay, what's what's happening in the song? Is like, you know, is it like that Stevie Wonder song where it's like, oh, you know, that song Overjoyed, where if you listen to it, you know, he replaces the the, the snare, I mean, uh, the hi hat with like a water droplet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what you know, what's he doing? So I'm like, I'm looking up stuff to like figure out what's going on, and I couldn't find anything. I think like he probably like reversed the snare sound to make that sound backwards. That's what I feel like I'm getting from that, which is kind of cool. And again, like just adding a certain. Color Color, which is interesting. So I look up what the song's about. Like, according to Susanna Melvoin, uh, she had a friend named Cynthia who was autistic and would tell her that uh, every day what she had for breakfast was starfish and pee pee. I never understood the combo meal, and frankly, nobody else could. It seemed like the deal-breaker for most kids. More importantly, the kids in our class who had no interest in how Cynthia came to get her morning breakfast. Prince loved Melbourne's story of Cynthia Rose, and instantly saw that they would make for a good song, but, quote, the pee has gotta go.
1: Wow, that
0: fucking Prince restraint. I'm not going to lie, though. If we're putting this in the context of weird, spaced-out Beatles songs, I don't know. I gotta say to anyway, you, I think this is probably what, like, Prince wrote a better Beatles song <laughs> than most Beatles songs. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, you know, with this type of psychedelia rock, isn't there lots of, you know, weird nonsense words about butterscotch and stuff like that? And like, and, but with me. this, is like, but there's, but there's like actually a bit of a story. And like, I don't know, it just pulled me in in a way that I feel like, you know, I felt like I had to enjoy a Beatles song because of, you know, the prestige of it, so if it doesn't make sense of why they're in a yellow submarine, it doesn't fucking matter. You're supposed to respect it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, the Octopus's Garden sounds like a
1: children's song or some shit, but, you know... <laughs> I think you judge the Beatles discography on, like, four songs.
0: No, 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 not important, no, no, because I actually gave them uh, an extensive listen, but that was when I was going through my cross arms, like, why aren't these lyrics the best lyrics ever? But, you know, so I already have just that, like, uh, yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah, Prince is, is, you know, this isn't your dad's Beatles, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like, so I'm already on Prince's side, right? As I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh, you bring in a new color to it and and added a little extra little twist to it that that only a Prince like you could bring, you know what I mean? And as I'm listening to it, it's like, yeah, these things that feel very weird and slightly nonsensical but like maybe they make sense if you're this person like it, 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 that's what it was like as I'm listening to his song it felt like maybe if I stayed in this world long enough I might be able to understand the sort of Alice in Wonderlandian sort of thing but like it, but it, in a way that like with the Beatles songs it just felt like was that just nonsense i don't know what the fuck just happened you know oh yeah i got to slow love and th- that was the first track where it actually felt like he was doing like a traditional song when i tell you this shit was the most breezy fucking making love with the curtains open on a on a breezy summer day type of shit I- and again it was like once again He's doing the slow AM love ballads even better than everything I had heard in the eight. was like, this motherfucker can't be stopped in any fucking venue. And then the hot thing came on after I was like, God damn it. Once again, it wasn't until forever in my life <laughs> where I was like. All right, now we're getting a little,
1: we're getting a little generic now. (laughs) I think "Slow Love" is textbook Prince. This is what most people think of when you think of Prince—is the fucking baby making, smooth as shit. And this is absolutely what that is, and I think it does it really well on here. It's definitely one of the better tracks on here, in my opinion.
0: Hearing that song is like, oh, you're able to slow it down, and the way he's fucking sped it back up. I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, god damn it all oh, the fucking almost piercing lonely whale he does on this track which despite being so sharp it still works for the song it's just insane all the motherfuckers in the 80s you needed to fucking bow down and kiss this man's manicured toes he was making so much better content music than you assholes like holy shit so with the, all the other tracks that came before where it was like where there were weird spots it just the the charm of prince was able to get carry me along with it. Like, yeah, by the time I got to Forever In My Life, it was just like, all right, the 80s sheen is starting to starting to come off a little bit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then when the cross came in, it was
1: just that like- That was a surprise.
0: Every time I think, I don't know where this motherfucker is gonna go. When he was getting with the generic song, it almost felt like the generic song was there just to be like, oh, you think I'm? it's just gonna, oh, oh boring old album, isn't it? Oh, after the the first half of the album, is just gonna be a bunch of generic guests. Oh, you weren't expecting the religious song, but I'm actually gonna make you feel the shit motherfucker like you know what i mean it was all that type of shit where it was like usually the 80s song oh we're gonna bring in the the cheesy just like the prayer you know the happy fun choir no he didn't do that shit like he brought it down and brought you into it like he made you take it seriously you know what i mean it didn't it didn't just feel like it's oh you know spirit in the sky like oh it's time to make the gospel song it was just like no this has been really like, this is something that I feel is important to us and we, you know what I mean? Like, like, and it was one of those things, like, it felt like he was a different persona. Because it was like, there's no way this is the same guy who was having the problematic relationship. And so, yeah, that's something that just made it solidify. I was like, you're taking me to all these different weird fucking places that I was not expecting. Yeah, man, it was just fascinating that, like, just this late in the album, still giving me, like, yet another, like, dope jam. And it's one of those things that's always fascinated me because it's like growing up i always remember hearing like oh yeah prince is all about sex 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 and you know all the 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 censorship hates him and you know the the pmrc and all the 80s mothers who want to take him down and yet you find out like if you actually know about prince he's this weirdly very religious person who was like going through a lot of different changes like like he went from a seventh day adventist to a jehovah's witness right yeah what type of journey is that like what and yet you still are like but sex is this beautiful thing that like will not be disrespected like what's going on in this man's mind he has that thing that makes you want to come along for that journey because like even though we're not gonna get any answers i i just want to i just want to know what's going on i just want to see the upholstery in your insane mind you know what i mean like by the time we get to it's gonna be a beautiful night. and like it feels like we just went out Side and we're now in the backyard, you know, and, like, we're about to play one more jam, and it's like, nope, nope, wait, I got another love song, this is the encore baby with the door, where it's just, like, still bringing that goddamn heat in a way that it's just, like, where he goes, like, smash up my ride, well, maybe not the ride, but I gotta have your face all up at my place, and I'd like to thank the man, <laughs> like... Like, the way he just slipped in that real quick in a way that I can't even fucking try to do. Like, I'd like to think that I'm a man of a squid that tastes 100% Italian, sub-imported Egyptian lace. I'm like, ooh, fucking glamorous. Like, God, he was spitting some shit. Like, that sounded like some flossy 2000s rap type of shit. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, you just made, like, a mini verse that sounded better than, like, all of the fucking New Jack Swing. I don't know, uh,
1: (laughs) did you have anything else to say? (laughs) Uh, no, what did you end up getting?
0: You know, I'm taking into consideration some of the things that you were saying, like, yeah, you're right, like, there is one too many tracks where it's just kinda confusing, and whereas in some tracks, it gives you so much that it feels like just another, like, even if I don't get it, I'm enjoying so much that I'm just stargazing as to the beauty of what's going on in the tracks. You're still giving
1: it that fucking five, aren't you?
0: Uh I was I was gonna say four and a half actually. Four and a half. I'll give it four and a
1: half. <laughs> I fucking knew it. No, um I'm gonna catch some hate. I ended up with a three. Oh I am going to kill you! I'm running
0: <laughs> over there right now. <laughs> How dare
1: you? you! spit on this man's grave! <laughs> you
0: piss in the eye! <laughs> you piss!
1: it's okay Uh, there's definitely some highlights on here Um, I don't quite see the hype of it being considered his best album best of the decade all around I don't see that
0: and that's the funny thing like I said I legitimately feel like the album that we listened to like the Artificial A is like that was him Elevating the game like and it was just like after people were paying attention. I I can imagine that could be frustrating like (laughs) you're Like the absolute best of your shit It's like god damn I didn't like that old shit. It has the dusty drums on it. No, I cleaned it up now Now it sounds really good fuck when musicology came on That was like one of his last big hit singles that he had and even then I was just like this is so cool I don't even give a shit that this guy's like 47 48 years old like and as you're watching the video, he looks in no way 47, 48 years old, and you're just like... This like I remember even friends of mine saying like man I want to dance like the dudes in the musicology video like fifteen oh. year old or whatever friends of mine were like Th- that that forty eight year old guy I want to be like him <laughs> like you know like that's how just universally cool this guy was he just came back made a real quick hit and everyone just liked it like there were, like it wasn't even uh oh Aerosmith came back and isn't it interesting that they have a late pair it was just kind of like oh oh uh, hit it. yep wanted to make another hit and here you go <laughs> like. This is what I do when I want to make another hit. I just make it sound so good that you can't resist it. It's just kind of what I do. (laughs) All right, you guys going to buy the other albums that I'm doing after this? No. Fucking hell. (laughs) All right, I'll just just retreat to my mansion with hot chicks and crushed velvet and play basketball. Oh, yeah. do all the prints, the things I do, and, and fucking go to Jewish people's houses and put Watchtower fucking booklets on their doorstep. Oh, Jesus. Did you hear about that? No. That the it was like, a, the, the, one Jewish family had reported that, like, yeah, they had seen him leaving a clock uh one of the clock tower things for Jehovah's witnesses oh, Jesus, on their doorstep. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, for real? Can you imagine? Can you imagine just being out one day and it's like, that can't be Prince walking up to my fucking doorstep.
1: <laughs> that better not be Prince. <laughs> that better not be Prince. Get the fuck out of here, Prince.
0: I going to convert. <laughs>
1: that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off Podcast. Big, big thanks to everyone who requested albums this week for us to review. Sorry if we disappointed you in any way Loved shape it. or form because I know hey, you paid for it <laughs> that's what you get I just imagine both people are going to be disappointed in one way or another but hey that's the name of the game I think and it just shows just how honest we are <laughs> we don't give a fuck if you are pandas that is the going off guarantee that the brutal honesty <laughs> the brutal honesty, the the raw truth, nothing but brass Absolutely tacks. no love, and absolutely no lube, my friend. Oh, oof. Yikes. No, no Vaseline, am I right? <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening to us and checking us out. Bad albums do get fucked with no Vaseline. There you go. <laughs> um, if this is your first time listening to us, well, first of all, welcome aboard. Second of all, uh, we have 250 other episodes, give or take. It occurred to me... That mm-hmm. that numbering might not be one hundred percent accurate. Oh
0: yeah, because of this part twos and <laughs> ooh, that's for the the deep lore Star Trek like fans who are like, no, this two hundred
1: fifty one well, because
0: one was a two parter where they reviewed two different albums.
1: Excuse me, rap critic, but I do believe that there was one episode that wasn't numbered, and you still counted <laughs> it to two hundred and fifty. I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Or- oh God. <laughs> But thank you very much. All of our episodes are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. So you can play some catch-up and listen to all 200 and... F- There's 250 or more I'm to there. hear! To see. <laughs> you see? to hear! To be, <laughs> to a, be going a going off. off!
0: Master is your destiny! Or...
1: <laughs> Onyx! I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that about wraps it up for going off. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week... For the show since i already said it it feels weird to say it again i am muse
0: and i'm rap critic and all right cool we're done with the podcast okay i'm, I'm gonna go watch some more adventure brothers because I, I really I, I really just got into it since, just, since hearing it got canceled it, oh my god i, 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 can't, I can't stop watching that like.